0: Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B,
1: here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report. That's right, you made it. We have reached the end of the week. And a good Friday show planned for you today on the Black and Blue Report. Thanks again for joining us. We truly do appreciate it. We hope that you're delivering a nice product for for you, the Saints and Pelicans fans, not only across uh, the city of New Orleans, but as we're finding out across the country and even overseas, uh, as our our report has uh, crossed borders at this point. We had some good reports earlier this week about folks picking us up in uh, many uh, different regions, territories, and uh, countries. So that was fantastic. And keep the feedback coming, won't you? Uh, radio at pelicans.com is an email address. You can send us uh, your uh, your information, or certainly on Twitter. We'll take that, too, at uh, Sean Kelly Live or at Black Blue Report. And, again, let us know where you're finding us and uh, what we can do to make the show better, no doubt. So Friday is here. Producer Dan's across the desk. I'm Sean Kelly. Glad that you uh, are tuned in as we will bring you the voice of the Pelicans on television, Joel Myers today, the voice of the Saints on radio, Jim Henderson, and we'll also hear from quarterback Drew Brees and – the uh, Sean Payton Play It Forward Foundation. The Black and Gold Gala is tomorrow night at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, and we'll preview that on today's show as well. Uh, Interesting news uh, overnight, both on the NFL front and the uh, NBA front. First, the NBA. uh, Wow, you know, Sacramento continues to churn out some eyebrow-raising news. Most of it's good. Some of it's interesting. And certainly in the interesting category is the Sacramento Bee has reported uh, that DeMarcus Cousins has signed a four-year extension now with the Kings in excess of $60 million. So for a guy whose futures seem to be uh, a large question mark for the Kings, they are, they are all in, and he will be a, a big piece of their franchise moving forward. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out, but they've uh, locked in a long-term piece there in DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, and then over on the NFL side, now, first, of course, uh, the dominant fashion that the Niners won last night at St. Louis. Gosh, if you're a Rams fan right now, hmm. could be a long road ahead. And uh, San Francisco kind of gets things turned around a bit. We'll see if that can translate into um, a win streak, if you will. So uh, I think the, what San Francisco now, uh, Diesel's 2-3 and three on the uh, season. No, no, not 2-3. and 2-2. Two and two. That's right. Um, so anyway... Uh, That was a nice win for the 49ers last night on the road, and that got the NFL weekend kicked off. And then on the quarterback front across the league, uh, learned that Matt Castle is going to start for the uh, Vikings this weekend for the injured Christian Ponder. And then uh, our old friend, uh, Mr. Flynn, Matt Flynn, a former LSU Tiger, is going to get a start for the Raiders, as Terrell Pryor seems to be doing okay from his concussion suffered last week, but they're going to sit him uh, for the Raider game this weekend. So that's just a couple of the nuggets we came across here this morning Uh, yesterday uh, being Thursday for all of us um, I guess in the normal world but in the NFL world when you're playing on Monday night football Thursday is the new Wednesday as they say so Wednesday's schedule for the Saints yesterday was their first full day of practice and base installation for the Dolphins game plan and everything else and also the day that Drew Brees speaks with the media the Saints quarterback uh, took to the podium yesterday after practice And hit on a bunch of topics, uh, some of them quite interesting, and they usually is with Drew. But um, certainly when you talk about what he has done in Monday Night Football games over the last few years, uh, let's put it this way. The Saints have won eight straight Monday Night Football contests, and uh, that success has come uh, for a variety of reasons, some of which Drew Brees touched on yesterday.
2: They're always big games. They're always against very good opponents. They're always very meaningful just from the standpoint of you know it's in your division, or it's you know you're playing a very good team, or it's the battle of the unbeaten's, or you know whatever it might be, it seems like there's always been something surrounding that game besides just playing in primetime And then throw on that element, you know you're the only game on TV. That's what you know, that's kind of what you live for, you know that opportunity to showcase your team and your town. You know we've had had the fortune of, of having a lot of those games in the Superdome. And, you know, they're showing clips of the city and people out and about having a great time. I think it's just it's a great showcase of, of our city and, and of the dome and just of the atmosphere. Um, it's like it's like the Tourism Bureau <laughs> paid for the spot, you know? But uh, I think just as a team, they just always seem to be very meaningful games as far as the opponent that you're playing and, um, you know, the, the, the that opportunity. Not only are the uh, Saints, by
1: the way, eight... Uh, uh, winners of eight straight Monday night football matchups. They're winners of 10 in a row primetime matchups at home, which this would qualify. It's a 740 kick on Monday night. So always under the lights inside the dome, but under the you know primetime lights, things have gone well for the black and gold here over the last uh, several outings. Well, 10 to be straight, or tend to be exact. 10 straight to be exact. You got what I'm saying. Uh, anyway, uh, the other thing is this. Miami comes in at 3-0, and and due in large part to – and improved defense, much like New Orleans. Brees talked yesterday about what's top of mind for him with regards to the Dolphins' defense.
2: I think that they are very opportunistic. You know, they've done a great job all year long of getting pressure on the quarterback and taking the ball away. You know, and so when you think about what's going to be the most important stat in this game, as it is in most games, it's that turnover ratio. It's your ability to take care of the football and um, put yourself in favorable favorable positions as an offense and a defense, and uh, play complimentary football. You know, and then and then, kind of allow the opportunities to come. You know, and, and be ready to take advantage of those when you can. They're a very talented group. They got a lot of talented players up front uh, at the linebacker position. They went out and spent a lot of money in free agency to get a couple of really good linebackers, and um, their secondary is excellent ball skills. So, just things that um, you always want to be aware of where certain guys are and the looks you're getting, and just knowing, you know, knowing, knowing maybe when it's time to, hey, we'll. Just make sure the ball stays in our hands, and we'll move on to the next play. Also, hey, this is our opportunity to make a big play. This is our matchup. Let's go get it.
1: So that was a little taste of Drew Brees yesterday in front of the media. The uh, Saints back on the practice field today in the indoor facility, and day two of their installation for the Dolphins game on Monday night happens uh, throughout the day, and we'll have a New Orleans Saints uh, afternoon wrap for you on NewOrleansSaints.com with John DeShazer and myself online later today. All right, again, guests for today, a mix. We've got Jim Henderson, the voice of the Saints, in just a moment. A little bit later, Joel Myers stops by and gives us his top storylines going into Pelican's training camp, which opens up Monday and Tuesday. And then a little bit later, we'll talk about the Black and Gold Gala happening at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome tomorrow night. Good Friday to you. Let's get started with our guests right after this.
3: What makes auctioner Primary Care such a great choice? Is it because we have 38 health centers throughout the region, some with evening and weekend hours available? Or because we accept close to 50 different insurance plans? Could it be because we offer Auctioner, which gives you and your family secure online access to your health records, test results, prescription renewals, even emails with your doctor? or that you'll be connected to seven hospitals with 2,500 affiliated physicians who can handle everything from the common to the complex so you'll never have to wonder if you made the right choice actually what you may like the most is yes we have a location near you expertise and convenience great reasons to choose an auctioner primary care physician to find one near you Visit auctioner.org or call 1 866 auctioner. That's O C H S N E R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind.
4: Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24 7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get text messages with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelicans Mobile Alerts. Visit Pelicans.com for information on these great features, plus sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today.
0: Say that to say this. The new album from Trombone Shorty. Trombone Shorty is back with 11 explosive tracks on his highly anticipated new release. Say that to say this. This album delivers funk, R&B, rock, and soul that's sure to blow you away. Trumbone Shorty delivers an incredible remake of the Meters classic, Be My Lady, with all music played by the original funky Meters. What's up,
4: New Orleans? This is Trombone Shorty. Check out my new it's record, Say That To Say This, produced by Raphael Sadiq and me in stores now.
1: Well, it's interesting when the Saints play on Monday Night Football, that means that Thursday is actually Friday, and Friday then becomes actually Saturday, so sometimes it's a little confusing. So Today's our, Wednesday, right? Uh, yes, we're taping on Wednesday. No, we're not. <laughs> killing me. That's the voice of the Saints. You know him, Jim Henderson. He's our usual Thursday guest. It is interesting with Monday Night Football, um, I don't know, you, you'll you have an actual Sunday off, so I don't know whether I should ask you about what you're going to do with your off day on Sunday or ask you about the other big topic for you this week, which is the Book of Manning documentary that came out. So you pick. You're going you're gonna to share with me what you're going to do on your free Sunday, or you want to talk about Book of Manning?
5: Well, it won't take you long uh, to hear what I'm going to do on Sunday, and that's watch football. Uh, three games, sit back in the privacy of the man cave and uh, watch every single play that I can, and uh, hopefully get a chance to watch uh, the Bears. They play the Lions this week, and that would put me ahead for my preparation for next week. Oh, so there you go. All yeah. right,
1: now to the Book of Manning. I, I, I got to watch it last night. I know it came out what Tuesday night. I watched it last night. I I I didn't know a whole lot, not growing up kind of around the Manning story. So for me it was it was very engaging. Um and I know for some it's a revisit to their past by mm-hmm. seeing that old footage and hearing the stories. For you as a friend of Archie and 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 knowing that family and watching those boys grow up, did the movie do the story
5: justice? I definitely think it did. And In- I got here in 1978 when Archie was still playing and saw the birth of his two boys and uh, became a cohort of Archie on the broadcast and admire him in so many ways. I just don't think you can go through life doing a better job in so many ways than Archie Manning did. But it was good from my standpoint to watch him at Ole Miss. I mean, my first recollection of Archie, and I grew up outside of Rochester, New York, was seeing Archie playing with a broken arm. And I thought that was pretty cool. Here's this guy with a cast on his left arm still playing football. That was my first memory of Archie Manning. But I never saw him playing like he did in some of those highlights. I mean, he was Johnny Football before there was Johnny Football. That's a great point. The things that he could do at his size, too. I mean, Archie's, I guess, around 6'3", maybe even close to 6'4". And to be able to maneuver like he did and the escapability that he had, I mean, it opened my eyes to what a great athlete he was in college, which I was really never um, too conversant with.
1: You were in the movie uh, (coughs) briefly. (laughs) Yes. Sorry, I had to take a little (laughs) dig. What was the process of how you got involved with the film itself
5: that had to be interesting? Well, Archie called me and he said, hey, look, you know, I I have not wanted to do this. I've rebuffed them in the past. I don't think Archie would use rebuff. It's too big a word for him. (laughs) But he said he turned them down, I guess, in the past. But he was going to do this. And so would I be a part of it in some small way? And I said, of course, I'd be honored. He said, okay, you're going to be called by this guy named Rory from ESPN, and they want to set up an interview. So that was probably a year ago that uh, I met up with this guy, Rory, who who did such a great job, I thought, directing uh, the book of Manning. And went to uh, Newman High School, where they were shooting a lot of the stuff with with, uh, Peyton and and Cooper's um, previous coach there. So just sat down, and like most things, you... You know, you talk for an hour and they use five seconds, but that's okay. I thought it was really good and I was honored to be a part of it. I'll tell you the truth. I think Archie really just threw me a bone to, to put me in the piece at all because what I had to say was pretty much echoed by everybody else in the, in the movie. Still, though, I mean, to have known him that
1: long, to be his broadcast partner for those years that you guys were mm-hmm. together, I, I, to me that, that seemed like the right fit, even though it was a continuation of all the things that were being said. I think that it needed it.
5: Well, thank you. I was honored to be a part of it. And it's fun when people call from around the country who have seen it or people here locally who've seen it or will eventually watch it when ESPN replays it a number of times or will see it having T T-vote um, it. It's a great thrill for me to be a part of that. I mean, like I said earlier, I just have the all, all the utmost respect and admiration for Archie Manning. Um, I've known him in a lot of different situations from his days as a player when no matter how badly the Saints were playing and I got here in 78 when they were really bad they only got to 579 and then we're one in 15 in 1980 the the cocaine debacle that took place on that team and I saw Archie in so many difficult situations waiting in that locker room to answer the last question of anybody who wanted to answer, ask it to him uh, he never ducked anybody he treated everybody the same way Tried to give everybody a civil answer and I thought one of the most meaningful things in a very meaningful movie was the last thing Archie said his father told him just be a just be a good guy and Archie said that's what I've always tried to do is to be a good guy and 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 what a great epitaph he he with all the things he's had in his life he's walked with kings and he's still the kid from Drew he's everybody's all american yeah it really is a special special uh piece of work
1: i really enjoyed it and it'll be a big number i'm sure for espn much like I think Monday. See, that's Mm. a little segue there. Ah, very good. Uh, Monday night football. Who to thunk? With the way both of these teams were last year, we're staring down a Monday night football game, Jim, with the Saints and Dolphins a combined six and zero. Who
5: to thunk? Well, you know, both seven and nine teams, but for the Saints, that was an aberration last year with all the things that were going on. So I don't think it's a great surprise for the most part that the Saints are three and zero. That the Dolphins are, I think, is. I mean, they've had like. Uh, four straight losing seasons I think six of their last seven Uh, nobody expected Joe Philbin to put it together this quickly and they've been fortunate but they're certainly on the right path but ESPN has to be delighted because when this game first came out you I think as a Saints fan you said oh great the Saints are back on Monday Night Football oh Miami well that's not quite as good as having Atlanta in here Dallas in here New England in here uh, as the Saints might have in the past but uh it's worked out beautifully. And it's all part, I think, of this sort of Kismet season that the Saints fans are envisioning, much like what happened um, in 2009, where things just kind of fell into place for one reason or another. And you'd like to think that with a victory Monday night to start out 4 0, that perhaps it could happen again.
1: Yeah, that's true. What's on your mind with regard to this matchup? What jumps off the page at you on either side of the ball? Because I, mean, I know that you've. You've been able to find things even in the obvious that we all see with New Orleans, but now with Miami too. What, what has been um, a
5: large factor in why we're sitting at this conversation now? You know, I was asked that question by Sean Fazan of Fox 8 about an hour ago. <laughs> what am I concerned about for Monday night? And I couldn't think of anything because I don't think this is a Dolphins team that does anything particularly well. One thing they don't do is they don't beat themselves. Uh, they haven't had foolish penalties. But if you look at the statistics of their game against Atlanta, I think the Falcons to this day have to be saying, how the hell did we ever lose that game? I mean, the Dolphins were only ahead. They were twice down by 10 points in the game. They only led for the last 38 seconds of it. They were uh, out-statisticed in almost every way, very one-sidedly, and yet found a way to win. So I guess that's probably the thing that, that impresses you the most, is that this is a team that isn't beating itself. And has found a way to win. Um, I don't see it happening Monday night. Yeah,
1: um, There's always an interest in, in fans around here about hometown kids making it in the NFL. And now you've got two guys mm-hmm. on opposite sides of the football. And, and one of them being a marquee guy now for the Dolphins. So... Not only are we all fans of the Saints and want to see that situation go well, you can't help but be intrigued by the sidebar that we could see running throughout the, uh, the secondary
5: mm-hmm. when Miami has the football this weekend. And speaking of Mike Wallace and Keenan Lewis, yep. yeah, that'll be a very interesting sidebar. As last week, there was the sidebar of Patrick Peterson and Tyron Matthew coming back to the Superdome. So that'll be fun. That'll be uh, interesting to watch. Um, it could be at the end of the game it's a very pivotal matchup. It could be that it means nothing. Uh, Last week, although Tyron Matthew had the interception, Patrick Peterson certainly didn't have the impact perhaps everybody expected. So um, it's a fun storyline to pursue prior to Monday night, but usually once the ball's kicked off, the game takes on a a whole new storyline of its own.
1: All right, we've gone really long, so I'm going to end with one more question here for you, and you take it however you want to take it down the road here. Is Monday night football this week more like the first two games for the Saints this year, or more like the third against the Arizona Cardinals?
5: I think it's more like the third. Um, I really like what I'm seeing at this Saints team. You look at Miami, they've got some problems with injuries defensively. They could be missing their best pass rusher in Cameron Wake, a guy that had 15 sacks last year. Uh, He could be missing. He got hurt, uh, hurt his knee against the Falcons. They're missing probably their best run stopper on the defensive line in Paul Soliai. He's got a problem. Uh, they missed their cornerback, their starting cornerback on one side, Dimitri Patterson. And uh, last week, they got Brent Grimes over on the other side, and the Saints know him well from his days with the Falcons. So I think they'll probably stay away from him as much as possible. But uh, they had to use Nolan Carroll uh, in place of Dimitri Patterson a week ago. So uh, if Nolan Carroll's over on the other corner, or even if Patterson's there, that's probably where Drew Brees tries to do most of his business. And of course, um, the national broadcast will be all over. Uh, what is now becoming the Crescent City Connection, and that's Drew Brees and and Jimmy Graham, because that's been such a great story. And here he's taking on a Miami team, and uh, Jimmy's going to get a lot of attention, and rightly so. So it's going to be special. I mean, the Saints under Drew Brees have won eight straight on Monday night. And uh, I see it continuing Monday night. I'll be very surprised if they lose this game. We'll be
1: excited for your call on Monday, too. Thanks for coming by.
5: My pleasure, my friend. Voice of the Saints, Jim Henderson, everybody. And we're back with more after this on this Friday on the
1: Black and Blue Report.
6: Hey! Saints fans, show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new Black and Gold Saints Scratch-Off from the Lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three scenes.
4: You have to play to win. That's
6: right. Enter your non-winning Black and Gold Saints tickets in our second-chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your Black and Gold Saints Scratch-Off from the Lottery. Win up to $100,000.
7: Must be at least 21 purchase. Bud Light presents... NFL fan dilemmas. Should I put these Bud Lights on your tab?
0: Jeff's supposed to get this round.
3: Whoa, interception!
0: But on my rounds, we play better. It's good luck when I buy Jeff's beers. But I don't want to buy Jeff's beers. He wouldn't even give me gum the other day.
4: What a shocking turn of events. Absolutely everything going right.
0: Yep, my tab. It's only weird if it doesn't work. Bud Light,
6: for the NFL fans who do whatever it takes. Here we go. Enjoy responsibly Anheuser-Busch
7: Bud Light Beer in St. Louis, Missouri. This is Todd Graves, founder of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Being the official chicken of the New Orleans Saints, we're more than just fans of the Saints. We're fans of Saints fans. So on game day, we make sure they're reloaded with tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. The best chicken fingers around? We got this. Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints.
0: Say it to say this the new album from Trombone Shorty Trombone Shorty is back with 11 explosive tracks on his highly anticipated new release Say That to Say This This album delivers funk R&B rock and soul that's sure to blow you away Trombone Shorty delivers an incredible remake of the Meters Classic. Be My Lady, with all music played by the original Funky Meters. What's up, New Orleans?
4: This is Trombone Shorty. Check out my new record, Say That to Say This, produced by Raphael Sadiq and me in stores now.
0: Punt, pass, kick, and dunk.
1: Loud to the rim. alley-oop dunk. Anthony Davis.
0: This is the Black and Blue Report.
1: Monday, Monday, Monday is media day. All right, Pelicans fans, we are getting very close. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Training camp begins then in earnest on Tuesday. And so with that, on this Friday, we wanted to bring in the television voice of the New Orleans Pelicans. That's Joel Myers. He is uh, chomping at the bit, to say the least. And we bring him in. This is Joel, I guess this is your Black and Blue Report debut. Do I have that right? It
8: is. It is. And uh, I was hoping to hear from you sooner, but I'll take it today.
1: Yes, well, we've been ramping up toward the Pelicans here, and I'm glad that you are able to join us. So uh, uh, get ready, my friend. You will be on this program more than you probably <laughs> bargained for. So uh, uh, right. all your years in the NBA and covering this game, it is your love. So we've got to lean on you, and it would be crazy not to. Um, well, all right, so let's get right to it. Training camp starts next week. Certainly you and I and all the others have had plenty of conversations about the newness and the fun of what this training camp is. Uh, It can be new logo, new colors, new facility, but maybe more importantly to you and me, new players. And so I'm anxious to hear, and I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot here a little bit. Give me, Joel, your top three storylines heading into camp next week.
8: Well, first of all, the upgraded roster. is a dramatic difference for all of us. And talk about exciting. And now all of a sudden, uh, from a lot of question marks overall on the backcourt, this is a guard-rich team. This is a really deep Guard-rich team. And uh, old coaches told me a long time ago: um, you can't have enough guards. It's like a good quarterback in football. You can't have enough guys to handle it and to really run things. And you need to put people into positions to succeed, and good guards do that. Well, priority, though, uh, probably early offense, easy baskets. And I don't have to tell you they didn't come often enough last year: um, 94 points a game, not enough. It was 25th in scoring in the league. It'll be great to see a lead guard because Drew Holiday can get the ball up the floor in transition, and Anthony Davis is going to be ahead of most of the big men. He's going to be facing some early baskets. Too often last year, uh, all of a sudden, it was eight seconds left on the shot clock, and they were looking at where are we go going here. Too many 24-second violations or really poor percentage shots at the end of shot clocks because... They didn't get into their half-court sets early enough. Well, instead of worrying about half-court sets all game, push the ball, tempo, open floor. Uh, they've got the guards to do it now, and hopefully that's going to be the case.
1: All right, so guards would be the top storyline, it sounds like, for you. What else is on the docket for you?
8: Well, Tyreek Evans. Can can Tyreek play the three uh, a, a number of minutes? Obviously, Al Farouk will be a great defensive asset, at the three position, you've got a couple of other guys who can play the three. And it's really unfortunate what happened to Darius Miller. Uh, probably more of a four or a stretch four. But what the way, and I, I saw, Sean, I was in Vegas for NBA TV and did two games a day, sometimes three. I saw four of the five Pelicans games. And Darius Miller stood out. His shot looked totally different. He was getting his legs into it. There was more arc on it. Uh, it wasn't the frozen rope we saw in his rookie season. And he really had a sensational summer, so I hope he comes back the same way. Uh, But Tyree Gevins, can he play the three? Because your best five on the floor better be there in the last six minutes of a game. And your best five is Drew Holiday at the one, Eric Gordon at the two, Evans at the three, Ryan Anderson at the four, Anthony Davis sliding over to the five. He should be able to play the five because there aren't that many dominant fives. Granted, opening night is Roy Hibbert and the Indiana Pacers, so I say that, and right away... Steamsma is going to have to be a factor on opening night, and so is Jason Smith. But in the last six minutes of close games, can Evans be the three so you can have your best five on the floor? I hope that's going to be the case. If it's going to be the case, it's going to be a great year for all of us. And, and maybe more critical for the coach that the Pelicans have, Monty Williams, is defensively Drew Holiday is a great cover guard. I've seen enough of Drew. I, I mean, I've, I've known Drew since he was in the eighth grade, so I've seen Drew play a lot of basketball. Uh, he's a good cover guard. He'll st- one of the problems last year, and you know it, is that guards got around the Pelicans' guards, and easy penetration created opportunities, and especially for three-point shots. So the the dribble penetration and then the kick. Uh, Holiday can stay in front of guards, and... Hopefully he is going to make everyone else better because when you have your first point of defense breaks down, which is your lead guard, then it's scramble mode, everybody's trying to recover, everybody's moving around and trying to help the helper so hopefully defensively it'll be much better,
1: yeah, I think that uh in so many different aspects as you referred to, this is an upgraded roster and a team that um that I, you know, the, the, thing, the interesting thing is this, Joel. I think that for the first time for me in a, in a while, I feel like when you and I go into the gym to, a, to call a game, I think that no matter the opponent or the location, I think this Pelicans ball club has a chance to win on any given night, and I'm not so sure that was the case the last two years.
8: No. They didn't have the depth, uh, bottom line. I remember the shock. remember the Clipper game early in the season. Right. And we were completely shocked. Because of the way this, I mean, they hit a high percentage of three-pointers that night. But still, it, it gave us reason to believe there were some components. Well, there are definitely components on this team. But now with the addition, and we haven't even talked about, Anthony Morrow can flat-out shoot. He's also a solid guy. See, the culture of the locker room. Uh, a couple of years ago, I had Monty as an interview on one of my NBA TV summer league games. And Monty said towards the end of the interview, he goes, we don't want any jerks on our team. And I started laughing, and I said, really? And he goes, yeah, we don't want any jerks. And he has kind of patterned this roster. He was five years with R.C. Buford, don't forget, and Greg Popovich in San Antonio. He has patterned the culture and the chemistry after what he saw in that locker room. There's no doubt in my mind, because he has really quality guys. They can also play basketball, which helps. But he's got good young men. Uh, young men that you don't invite over to dinner and you'd want them at the dinner table with you good kids so that's a real plus they can play and they're real quality people
1: speaking of dinner I can't wait to break bread with you again soon and I know it will be very soon you'll be here on uh, Monday for Media Day I'll look for you then and uh, good stuff Uh, congratulations on on your your first of scores of appearances upcoming on the Black and Blue Report my friend
8: I hope there are many to (laughs) follow because we'll have a lot to talk about all in a positive direction and hopefully, as we get to the playoffs this year, yes. and I say we, I can say that because of the Black and Blue Report, I can't say that on the air, uh, but as the Pelicans get ready for a, a postseason challenge, because there are the components there, Steamsman's got to stay on the floor. He's kind of a foul every three minutes. He's averaged five fouls in 15 minutes. Uh, Jason Smith is a good hammer. But Steamsman's got to find a way to stay on the floor. And we, even, we haven't even talked about Austin Rivers, who really looked confident over the summer in the four of the five games that I saw. I would love to see Austin develop a mid-range game because he's taken the runner. It's either in summer league, and you saw it, Sean. He was taking the three-pointer or the little runner-floater. Love to see him pull up and take a 12-foot, 14-foot jumper. Rip Hamilton made $100 million doing
1: that. Well, and, and Austin's brimming with confidence, and a different kind right. of confidence than he had a year ago. So. And he worked on his left hand. Yes,
8: He said the right hand and the right wrist and the cast helped him. It was maybe a blessing because he really worked on the left hand and the confidence going left. Uh, this is all of a sudden a guard-rich, deep team. Uh, if they get some uh, play out of the post, and I'm talking about defensively, not offensively, it's going to be a great
1: year. Joel Myers in mid-season form and with us here on this Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Stay tuned. More from Drew Brees coming up. We'll also talk about tomorrow night's Black and Gold Gala. Joel, good to talk to you. We'll see you on Monday. Thank you. Yep, Joel Myers, everyone. And we're back after these messages.
0: Hey there. What you having?
4: The offseason for your New Orleans Pelicans has been exciting with All-Star Drew Holiday and former Rookie of the Year Tyreek Evans being added to a lineup headlined by Anthony Davis and Ryan Anderson. Now, with the release of half-season and 12-game plans at varying price levels, there truly is a ticket plan for every fan. Packages start as low as $13 per game and feature the best seat locations to see All-Star opponents, including the world champion Miami Heat. Visit Pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP to get your seats today.
7: This is Todd Graves, founder of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Sure, other fans are hungry for a win, but here in New Orleans, we make sure that you're well-fed, too. With tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea, loving the Saints is like the freshness of Cane's. All day, no quit. Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints.
1: Boy, talk about big events. There is certainly a big football game on Monday, but maybe one of the big events of the weekend is uh, is the big event at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome on Saturday night. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. On the telephone with us is Karen Hegner. She is uh, the head of the uh, Sean Payton's uh, Play It Forward Foundation, and uh, the big event is the Play It Forward Foundation Gala on Saturday night. Karen, uh, good uh, good afternoon to you. I hope that your preparations are going smoothly for this it's really turned out to be quite a, a spectacle for Saturday night.
9: Well, we're down at the dome right now getting all set up. So it is, um, it's going to be quite an event.
1: Karen, is this really the headline event of the foundation's calendar year?
9: It really is. We only, you know, basically do one big fundraiser a year. And this black and gold gala has started in 2008, uh, raised $500,000 in 2010. We raised uh, um, close to a million dollars. This year we plan on going over a million dollars, and it's all going back into the community. So it's a very premier event.
1: It really is. I know that Sean likes to really dig in on this deal, and uh, not, it's just not his name. He's got a lot to say about what goes on and who it benefits. Karen, you know, when you look at the Play It Forward Foundation and maybe even specifically this event, who will benefit most from this?
9: It, it'll be families and children in need. We have chosen three large charities that we will. Uh, award a hundred thousand dollars each too and then the remaining funds that we raise will go to uh smaller nonprofits that write grant requests to us. So you know when you talk about giving a million dollars out that's uh that's that's gonna help a lot of people.
1: Yeah it does a lot of good. Give me the rundown of the program tomorrow night. I'm anxious to hear what you all have planned.
9: The uh the gates open at five thirty people will register There will be an open reception on the dome floor with open bar. The Wise Guys band will be playing during that reception. Our uh, head sponsors are in a VIP reception, and they do a locker room experience with Coach Payton. We announce them out of the tunnel like we do Saints players on Sunday. Seated dinner, live auction, and then Kenny Chesney is going to close down the night with his band.
1: Wow, Kenny Chesney at a black tie event. this, This seems like almost a contradiction, don't you think?
9: Well, I tried for jeans and jerseys, but <laughs> we, uh, we're, we're doing black tie. But I, I do understand there are a few people that are coming in their evening dresses and cowboy boots in honor of Kenny.
1: I think that's phenomenal. Are, they, are there still ways to get in on the event, or is it sold out, Karen?
9: We are sold out. We've been sold out for a month.
1: Oh, my goodness. When you, uh, when you look at the, the cross-section of people, is it, you know, I know that John Gruden's involved, and he's in town for the Monday night football game on Monday night. Is this a mix of fans and celebrities, uh, really, for the most part, Karen?
9: It really is, There's a, and we have a lot of players coming as well. John Gruden is going to be our master of ceremonies for the night. Uh, we've got some Saints players and coaches coming. I, I, I think it's a mixture of everybody's excited about the season. Everybody wants to welcome Coach Payton back. And and then you've, then you've got Kenny Chesney, and there are a lot of people that have bought tickets because they're Kenny Chesney fans. So what it's is, just a mixture
1: it's just a mixture of folks, is what you're saying. Yes. Yes, Karen. What did what did Coach request for the evening? Did he did he have a special say in the menu or the entertainment or anything else? What was his What was his input for you to, to pull this off? Well,
9: he th- he chose the entertainment. He's the one that personally made the call to, to Kenny Chesney and to John Gruden. Um, but other than that, he's um, you know he's pretty laid back. Um, he did make some requests yesterday, and you know as long as uh, As long as we pull it off and we raise lots of money, he's always good.
1: Is there a website? I know that it's sold out, and and if folks are trying to get in, they can't now, but perhaps there's some way that they can put their resources toward Sean Payton's Play It Forward Foundation at another time of the year. Is there a website or something they can go to?
9: There is. It's www.paytonsplayitforward.com.
1: Outstanding. Well, we wish you all the best in the rest of your work today, and I, I hope, Karen, at some point you get to have fun with the thing tomorrow.
9: I will
1: have fun when it's over. How about that? <laughs> That's fair <laughs> enough. Karen Hegner with the Sean Payton play It Forward Foundation. Good luck, Karen. Thank you so much Thank for joining you, us. John. You bet. Thanks. We'll be back Bye. with more on the black and blue right after this.
7: Bud Light presents NFL fan dilemmas.
3: Should I put these Bud Lights on your tab?
0: Just supposed to get this round.
3: Whoa, oh, interception!
0: But on my rounds, we play better. It's good luck when I buy Jeff's beers. But I don't want to buy Jeff's beers. He wouldn't even give me gum the other day.
7: What a shocking turn of events.
0: Absolutely everything going right. Yep, my tab. It's only weird if it doesn't work.
6: Bud Light, for the NFL fans who do whatever it takes. Here we go. Enjoy responsibly Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Hey, New Orleans Saints fans. Show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new Black and Gold Saints Scratch-Off from the Lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning Black and Gold Saints tickets in our second-chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game-day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your Black and Gold Saints Scratch-Off from the Lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 diverges.
3: What do you say to someone whose heart is on the line? That at Auctioner, an entire team of experts will collaborate to develop the best treatment for you? That we have procedures so revolutionary they aren't available anywhere else in the region, including breakthrough ways to more effectively manage heart failure and repair heart valves? That U.S. News & World Report ranks Auctioner Medical Center's heart program among the nation's very best? Or that with over 170 heart experts and seven hospitals to choose from, the exceptional cardiac care you need is always close to home? Actually, the most important thing to say is
0: Your results are back. Everything looks great.
3: Better outcomes. Just one more reason to choose Auctioner. To find a heart specialist near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1 866 Auctioner. That's O C H S N E R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind.
0: Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report.
1: About to wrap it up on this Friday here on the Black and Blue Report. Uh, one more uh, cut for you from Drew Brees before we get out of here. Uh, you know, we're all anxious for Monday night and the meeting with Miami, and that's the task at hand. Uh, but it's interesting, the Saints have not played Miami in the regular season since the nine season. We all know how that one turned out, uh, and the uh, – I didn't realize this until Drew Brees was talking about it yesterday. That Miami game, I guess in that journey, that fall, uh, had some significance. It really sounded a, a, a nice tone for the Saints with that win against the Dolphins last time out. And Brees went back and reflected on that, uh, that ball game, the last meeting with Miami in 2009.
2: I think we all remember it well. Number one, because you know, this is a huge comeback. It was during that, that, uh, that 13-0 and run that we started off the season with in 2009. It was in Miami knowing that the Super Bowl was going to be in Miami. And, and, and I remember Sean Payton saying, you know, after the game, hey, remember this feeling, guys, because this is the feeling we want when we come back here to win the Super Bowl. And, you know, ironically, that's exactly what happened. Um, so great memories from, from that game and just that moment and being in that stadium and and then obviously having a chance to go there again um, a few months later.
1: So I think that's a good thought to end with. We'll do that here. We'll thank you. Uh, Of course, Joel Myers and Jim Henderson for stopping by on today's Black and Blue Report. Karen Hegner as well, and for producer Dan for putting the show together. Don't forget, if you missed any of the shows this week, you can always go back. They are archived. If not, you can get the concise version of the best of what we did this week. We call it the best of the Black and Blue Report, and it comes your way throughout the weekends. Keep an eye out for that. Thanks again if you joined us on iTunes today or through the New Orleans Saints app. The new Pelicans app is coming out any day now. Keep your eyes out for that, and of course, you can always get this show on your desktop at neworleanssaints.com or Pelicans.com. We'll be back on Monday with a fresh show for you. It'll be a big day around this building on Monday. It is Pelicans Media Day, and then it is, of course, Saints versus Dolphins on Monday Night Football. And, of course, John and I will bring you all that we can regarding a busy, busy Monday and then certainly on Tuesday as well. So have yourselves a great weekend. Go Tigers, go Greenies, and uh, go Saints as we get ready for Monday Night Football. And we'll talk to you prior to kickoff for that one as well we're all involved here on campus at 5800 airline drive from studio b sean kelly saying so long for just a while
0: thanks for listening to this edition of the black and blue report if all goes well we'll be back tomorrow tune in each weekday at 1 p.m or at your convenience exclusively online at OrleansSaints.com and pelicans.com follow your teams direct from the source the black and blue report